I, I was listening back to one of our earliest episodes. Why? And yeah. Um, well, uh, you don't I try... have to see it. You don't. It's like that thing in, in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You know, I don't need to see it, Donnie. I lived it. Um. Well, I wasn't actually listening to one of our earliest episodes, you asshole. Um, I was. I. I did something recently that I realized pertains to something we talked about in one of our earliest episodes. Okay. Um. And I kind of have to direct this at DP. Hmm. Uh. I. I figured out ASMR, and it's real. <laughs> what? Mm. So you totally feel it. Yeah. Fucking tingles in my scalp moving down my body. It was it was pretty it's been pretty cool. I've been doing it for like three days. Really? Did you, yeah. did you nut? Uh did I did I brain I, I brain nutted. <laughs> I guess you could say I had an orgasm in my face. <laughs> I don't wanna know. But I'm also for the sake of science, I need to know. So <laughs> Uh, I I am still skeptical. I'm, the, I'm just to the saying. veracity of the claims. I'm just saying, experienced it firsthand, and I was pretty skeptical back then as well. Did you did but, you did you guys know there's a channel out there that does ASMR creepypasta readings? Mm. And they were I'm one like, of the first. They were one of the first channels to find and do a reading of. Uh, my grad night in the haunted mansion story. <laughs> wow. So you can hear an ASMR version of a story I wrote and it'll give you ASMR tingles apparently. But yeah, uh I'm not at all interested in creepypasta ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> uh Jellybean Green is the channel YouTube channel I've been using. Okay. But yeah. What? We don't of... need. We don't need to hear about your porn collection. Hey, guess anyway, what? We, we, we don't we need should... to know. We don't need to know about your scalp nuts. <laughs> scalp nuts. We, My new guys, rap name. Guys, we really shouldn't be talking about this though while we're trying to infiltrate the foundation. Because that's why yeah. we're all here, right? Uh, the yeah, dirty. I mean, the dirty Patreon money has finally led us to infiltrate the SCP Foundation. Yep, that's what we're doing. That's yeah. why I have all these explosives, at least. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I was wondering, I, I, I almost wondered if it was just part of the next episode of Revolver, and that you were just going to, like, oh, there was still a revolver involved, but somehow I shoot a thing and it causes a chain reaction that leads to me eventually. It's like a domino rally, but with explosives. I, I was I was uh, less worried when you said this was about the SCP Foundation because uh, I thought we were going to try and read the Foundation series tonight by Isaac As Isaac Asimov, <laughs> um, which would take I think the rest of our lives. <laughs> well, if no, we... We're, we we are reading um, the SCP Foundation, which is the super creepy boss the Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, as founded by President Redacted of the mm -hmm. Redacted Corporation. 
and the super creepypasta foundation is is like an organ it's like the justice league of creepypasta icons <laughs> i just <laughs> i just heard in my head like president redacted of the jacksonville redacteds <laughs> <laughs> There's an SCP uh, for no, you. There's an SCP uh, right there. Of the Jacksonville blanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He fires blanks. <laughs> Welcome uh, to Undercooked Analysis, the show where we infiltrate secret organizations because uh, they're essentially the... Would you say they're the DC or the Marvel of the Creepypasta universe? Uh, or maybe Image Comics. Um, that's a good question. I like, suppose that they, I suppose they would have to be by definition the Image Comics, since they're it's it's written by so many different authors, mm-hmm. and people have creative vision within the SCP Foundation. Mm-hmm. So, taking it very literally, it's definitely Image Comics because Image Comics was owned by every single artist individually. They just all like had the trademark of Image Comics. Also, it's, if, it's a, it's a, if it's a movie universe, it's definitely not DC, because some of this is actually good. <laughs> Ouch. Man, I don't want to hate Suicide Squad. I was I was kind of like, going into the movie, I was rooting for it, but man, it was... it. Man, I, nope. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> Sorry, see guys. it, so... I, I, I felt bad because I wanted to like it. Mm-hmm. The the Oscar winning Suicide Squad. <laughs> That's right. It had it had some massive plot holes, but oof. if you like that movie, I don't hate you, but you're wrong. Which yeah. okay, I, I I have a question, a serious question then, and I know people are like, get to the freaking Foundation articles, or people are probably no, some not. people are probably going. What's the SCP Foundation? But I need to ask this first and foremost. Which character, if you were in charge of the story, which character would you have uh, pushed more to the forefront in terms of getting a backstory and a more human look to of the squad? Hmm. I would. I would probably say Diablo. I would have. Diablo. I would have spent mm-hmm. thirty-five straight minutes telling the backstory of Slipknot. And then killing, and then kill him the exact same way. Yeah. <laughs> well, that beats my my say because I, I want that because we it exists out there and this would be a fun like Elephant Man thing to explore. But uh, man, I have a soft spot for Killer Croc. So yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know that you could explore him more. I think he would kind of like fulfilled his character role. Kind of just what being there. Yeah, by he 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 was like Monsterman. Well, he's a, I know, I know, I know. His real name is Waylon something. Waylon Jones. Yeah, and I keep accidentally calling him Waylon Mercy, which was a wrestler from the nineties. <laughs> Dude, could you not, imagine Waylon Smithers? Yes. He's secretly Waylon Smithers. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine if, uh, in an alternate Batman universe, one of, uh, or in a revised, because they do this all the time, in a revised Killer Croc bats, bats, bat, bleh, backstory, he was a pro backstory. wrestler at one point. Yes. And his gimmick was just the fact that he's already a mutated crocodile man. And then he uh, ate people. I, I will say this. Uh, will Smith stole the show because for someone who used to be 
a, a rapper, he is entirely too good as an actor. He's just insanely good. Yeah, and I heard. I heard his he, dead he, shot was really good. So it, he, oh man, it, he was actually the only reason I kept watching the movie. Um, and uh, I don't think it's fair to say that. Oh, but man, what's the name of the uh, Jared Leto? I don't fair, think it's fair to say that the Joker in that movie sucked because of him. I think that was he he was kind of given a shitty character to begin with and did the best that he could, which wasn't very good. Mm, well, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Heath Ledger's Joker was Heath Ledger's Joker. But Jared Leto's Joker was Joker by committee. <laughs> Man, what are we? What are we supposed to be? Some kind of suicide squad? <laughs> All my friends are heathens. Take it slow. Uh, so all my friends are little way. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! We, we, guys, 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 guys! We tripped an alarm. I'm just a sucker for little Wayne. We gotta, we gotta keep moving. We tripped an alarm. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> they have a little Wayne alarm. <laughs> the worst, the worst uh, breach of the foundation ever. <laughs> Maybe what if just you know, just like a bunch of guys gathered around a monitor, like they're still just sitting there <laughs> talking about fucking suicide squad. Yeah. Guys, guys, guys! What if undercooked analysis is an SCP? What uh, I'm just imagining now, we broke in. We're, we're trying to break in, and then like there's an, a wall and it's walled off with a bunch of C4 and it blows up and then just little Wayne runs in yelling little Wayne. <laughs> Wheezy F, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you you want to you want to read what SCP is? Explain it. All right. David. Yeah. So, so here's the deal, you guys. Operating clandestine and worldwide, the Foundation operates beyond jurisdiction, empowered and entrusted by every major national government, with the task of containing anomalous objects, entities, and phenomena. These anomalies pose a significant threat to global security by threatening either physical or psychological harm. The Foundation operates to maintain normalcy so that the worldwide civilian population can live and go on with their daily lives without fear, mistrust, or doubt in their personal beliefs, and to maintain human independence from extraterrestrial, extradimensional, and other extranormal influence. So their mission statement is secure, contain, protect, which is why it's called the SCP Foundation. Um... There are different. Okay, so that basically we're it, it's like Ghostbusters on steroids. Yeah. Um. Well, it's like Ghostbusters, but instead it's like a secret, like UN organization that is serious. You know, the Ghostbusters are tr- are treated like they're little bumbling buffo- buffoons, but these people are like super legit, and mm-hmm. even though they're super legit, they like die all the time. Also, well, it's like Ghostbusters, but they're they're girls now. So, so the the uh, the established lore though is that um, the foundation operates. They have uh, they have essentially the uh, the D class personnel who are the basically the cannon fodder. They're usually people who get brought in to help them with tests to in, in ensure the containment and study of the uh, anomalies they pick up. Uh, there's different sort of classes. There's a, there's of uh, subjects like from like you know harmless to incredibly dangerous, and those have different uh, key names or code names. 
Yeah, we, should I explain those real quick? That might be good, because I think it's important that people understand the uh, object classes. Yeah, so I like that they have a way of breaking it down where it's really easy for anyone to write into this lore, because they make it super easy to understand the, the lore and how to put your story into it. But there's object class safe, and these are anomalies sufficiently understood that we can now completely and reliably contain on a permanent basis or otherwise do not trigger anomalous effects unless intentionally activated. Uh, there's Euclid class objects. Uh, they are anomalies that are insufficiently understood or inherently unpredictable, uh, such that reliable containment is not always possible, but do not uh, pose a sufficient threat to qualify for Keter classification. The vast majority of anomalies cataloged and contained by the Foundation are initially classified as Euclid until they are sufficiently understood or exhibit sufficient danger to qualify for reclassification. And then lastly, there is Keter object class. Uh, these are anomalies that pose an inherently serious threat to the safety of the Foundation's personnel and the rest of mankind and either require extensive and complete procedures to contain or cannot be fully contained by the Foundation uh, current technology and knowledge holy shit I read that perfectly what do you want I'm extremely tired how did I pull that off I'm proud of you son that was great damn you made that sound good <laughs> and uh for someone who make... understands nothing about this shit <laughs> it reads like was... stereo instructions I was gonna bring this up earlier and it is a crazy coincidence and I'm not fucking with you uh, I had an SCP idea that I never wrote, um, but it did involve Lil Wayne. <laughs> hmm. um, this is not a joke. Um, I had an idea for an SCP that was like a hard drive that contained all of recorded music, but in in every song, Lil Wayne had a guest verse. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be interesting. <laughs> this is like a, a Gilva Sunner. Oh shit! Where it's just like every, it's like every every song ever, but instead every song ever is the Flintstones theme. <laughs> I love that thing so much. Uh, Gilva Sunner, you are the best. <laughs> If you don't know about Gilva Sunner, go look that up. It's a it's a pretty fantastic meme that persisted for a long time. I don't it, know if it's still it's, going. Is it still going? I thought he was done. Dog, dog, no, it's endless. Okay, good because I would I would be crying if I don't suddenly try to listen to Kirby Superstar and then hear the Flintstones theme instead, but in Kirby Superstar sound font. <laughs> Man, the best one was um, <laughs> when he took the Lost Woods song and <laughs> just. Turned it into the Flintstones theme. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So we've been we've been talking about uh, this for a little while, um, and what finally prompted us to do an SCP roundup because obviously there's over there's almost three thousand different classified objects that we know of in the Foundation's archives, and among them there are certain ones that are like little personal favorites. So. Um, uh, with patron with patrons poison being our newest feature, and actually this will be the first official episode of patrons poison. A couple of our 
uh, patrons suggested we read a couple of specific uh, foundation entries. And we will get to those, and we will credit the people who uh, pitched them to us. But first, I figured we, to, in order to break it down, we should talk about one of the most famous uh, SCPs that is uh, known. Uh, so this is the one I chose? This is the one you chose. Let's start with the obvious, the, the poster child of the foundation. SCP-173, uh, uh, Chokey McStrokey. <laughs> A.K.A. the statue. Uh, this is a Euclid object class. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Okay. All right. SCP item SCP-173 is to be kept in a locked container at all times. When personnel must enter SCP-173's container, no fewer than three may enter. At one time, and the door is to be relocked behind them. At all times, two persons must maintain direct eye contact with SCP-173 until all personnel have um, vacu- uh, vacuumed vacated good heavens they evacuated their bowels until all have vacated and relocked the container should we just uh, read through each description Va- yeah. vacuumed yeah vacuumed <laughs> you, they probably have to vacuum that container every so often like the janitor comes in and then two other people have to come and watch the statue while the janitor just you know vacuums the floor uh okay so description, move to site 19, uh, 1993. Origin is as of yet unknown. It is constructed from concrete and rebar with traces of uh, Krylon brand spray paint. Uh, SCP-173 is animated and extremely hostile. The object cannot move while within the direct, eye li- uh, direct uh, line of sight. Good heavens. Line of sight must not be broken at any time with SCP-173. Personnel assigned to enter container are instructed to alert one another before blinking. Object is reported to attack by stamping the neck at the base of the skull or by strangulation. In the event of an attack, personnel are to observe Class 4 hazardous object containment procedures. Personnel reports... Sounds, uh, personnel report sounds of scraping stone originating from within the container when no one is present inside. This is considered normal, and any change in, in this behavior should be reported to the HMCL supervisory, supervisor on duty. On duty. The reddish-brown substance on the floor uh, is a combination of feces and blood. Origin of the material is unknown. Uh, the enclosure must be cleaned on a bi-weekly basis. So yes, it does need to be vacuumed, Alan. <laughs> Who vacuums up shit and blood? Hmm? That's, uh, that's, that's more of a job. The SCP Foundation oh, does. That's my more of a job for a hose, in my opinion. How much do you want to bet there's some S? There's a there's a uh, anomalous set of cleaning supplies, SCP number whatever, and they bust those out to clean set 173's room. <laughs> so, uh, so th- this is uh, I, I don't remember the name of the artist but this is actually a pretty famous uh, contemporary art piece uh, the, the image shown is uh, is uh, the photo was taken by uh, the art piece is by Izumi Kato uh, the photograph was taken by Keisuke Yamamoto 
cool. But yes, I, I love that. I, I don't know this stuff because I hate uh, postmodern art, um, <laughs> or rather art indicative of postmodern art. Um, so I don't know. But I do like this uh, art piece, and I do think it's been context- recontextualized in a cool way with this story. I definitely yeah. agree. It's short. Um, and uh, I think if anybody, I think the one of the reasons that this got really popular or is well known outside of this is because of that uh, that game. SCP-173 game. The, yeah. Yeah, the indie survival horror one, kind of, sort of, survival horror. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they they kept adding to that. There's, like, a whole bunch of SCPs in that game now, but this was the first one. Well, this is the one that menaces you, like, throughout throughout the game, right? Yeah. Like, if you're not careful, it sneaks up on you and kills you instantly. Yeah, you have a you have a blinking meter in that game. Right. Oh, SCP Containment Breach. I think that was the name of the game. Yep. Yep. So a bunch of the Foundation's uh, anomalous creatures break out, which is really a neat idea because it gives, as they've been adding to it, it gives a lot of, like, sort of fan-favorite ones a chance to get out there. And, and people suddenly find that there these things that they've created, like, now exist uh, in the game, which is actually pretty cool. Ah, I remember the comparison I was going to make when you guys were talking about this being, like, Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, this is pretty much the the uh, facility in Cabin in the Woods. Oh yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. 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 Oh, pretty much. Except well, not, not not every not not everything in Cabin in the Woods was dangerous. I mean, everything in Cabin in the Woods was dangerous, but not everything in SCP is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the best comparison I can think of, though. Actually, um, well, that's one of the things I really like is that not everything in SCP is dangerous. I think that actually yes. is the best thing about it is just that some of these things are just odd maybe unsettling or some of them are kind of weirdly funny yeah and that's that's the best way of tackling a a a problem that creepypasta gets into which is uh context matters in radically realist horror and so it can be uh hurt by shitty stories Mm -hmm. and and people making light of character like how many sexual fan fictions of Slenderman are there that kind of ruin the beauty of Slenderman? Mm-hmm. When you incorporate, find a way to make it to where you can recontextualize the funny things, then that helps maintain the seriousness of the serious things. Yes, and that's one thing that I do admire about the SCP Foundation. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I'm pretty sure David and I both chose funny ones. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you know, I um, we, we 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 will get to those for sure. Um, I, I'd be interested. I haven't read yours, and I haven't read yours yet, Alan. I don't know if any, either of you have read the one I've picked, but uh, I think maybe it's fair that we we talk, we let uh, we give the uh, two patron suggestion ones first. What do you say? Sure. All right. So this first one I want to read is actually one of the first ones pitched to us by uh, username 159. So uh, username uh, 159, thank you for uh, throwing this one in our direction, and thank you for your support on uh, Patreon. I We genuinely appreciate it. Uh, this one is SCP-2805, and it's called, it's been nicknamed Disney on Ice. I feel like there was, I feel like I was hedged out in particular for this one. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, so, since this one's yours, are, are you just going to read the whole article? Uh, sure, I can give it a shot. Okay. It's a little bit long, but it's not hugely long. But there's a part where there's an interview, and uh, we can we can break that one down. 
Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Item SCP-2805. Object class Euclid. Uh, SCP-2805 is to be contained within a cryonic containment unit located within Site-77. No personnel are admitted to directly view SCP-2805 and must deuce all observation through closed-circuit cameras. Any Foundation employees who have worked in or around SCP-2805 and subsequently leave employment of the Foundation are to be monitored. Any former personnel who worked with SCP-2805 are to be prevented from taking up employment with the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, uh, that's another thing we haven't men- mentioned. Uh, a lot of it's redacted, but it's hinted that a lot of the workers at the SCP Foundation are like uh, criminals on like death row. Yeah, the the D class personnel. Like yeah. Are usually the people who get thrown into dangerous situations like this. Yep. Yeah. Uh, SCP-2805 is the severed head of American industrialist Walt Disney, held in suspended animation within a cryonic freezer. Attached to the freezer are two rotary telephones, circa 1966. Analysis of the cryonic device has been hampered by the fragility of the device and the effect SCP-2805 has on personnel who speak to it. On the base of the cryonic device, the words Siberian Solutions for the Onoroi Collective have been embossed. There's a footnote that says... Uh, believed to be connected to SCP-2028 and SCP-1498. Click to scroll to footnotes. Now, that might be worth looking into later, but that's a whole rabbit hole effect that I don't want to deal with right now. Oh, yeah. that that's It's easy to get into that in this website. Mm-hmm. When a human subject is able to physically view SCP-2805, they will receive a phone call within 24 hours. Another footnote says, SCP-2805 does not exhibit any changes in status during this time. The individual making the call claims to be Walt Disney, who will talk to the subject at length about their hopes for the future, their desires, and the Epcot portion of the Walt Disney World amusement park. Digital analysis has confirmed that the voiceover on the other end of the line sounds identical to recordings of Walt's voice circa 1965. Phone calls were traced to various locations owned by the Disney Corporation. Occasionally during these calls, unidentified individuals can be heard demanding to be allowed to speak to the subject. SCP-2805 will usually ignore them, but on occasion it has asked the subject to wait. During these times, a sound described by subjects as frozen insects hitting glass can be heard. Before SCP-2805 resumes conversation, apologizing for delays from unimaginative souls. Mm. Say, quote unimaginative souls. Hmm. 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 Uh, so that's that's pretty unsettling. I do yeah. like that. Um, and I like, okay, so this, right, right up, before we get, uh, I re- finish it up. Oh, actually, no, let me finish it up before I, I, do, I put my thoughts in here real quick. SCP-2805 was discovered on 9-18-1967 when several secretaries for executives within the Disney Corporation reported hearing calls from SCP-2805. After an executive member of the board of directors was called, he began to spend significant amounts of time with the original Epcot plans and eventually began the petition to petition strongly for fashioning the Epcot Park as an industrial center, similar to how Walt Disney had designed it. Foundation personnel intervened once the phenomenon was recognized as legitimate, and SCP-285 was discovered within a hid, redacted, Rebian. <laughs> it was... <laughs> oh, come on. That's just lazy. It was re- contained on... 2-16-1968, and classified as Euclid. 
On 4-25-1968, SCP-2805 began calling Foundation personnel. Now, before we get to that addendum, um, I do kind of like that this is playing on that, that dumb urban myth that Walt Disney's head is cryogenically frozen somewhere in Disneyland. And the stories I'd always heard was that it's either in a, in uh, at the peak of the Matterhorn or in a hidden basement of Pirates of the Caribbean, which is why this redacted thing is so ridiculous to me. Yeah. Like, that would... That is a sloppy redacted. But I kind of find it amusing, um, like, in a tongue-in-cheek way. Well, I, I think that's fine, because they're using so much stuff to ground it. All of this is is actually grounded in the mythology of Walt Disney himself. I, and I, so they're, they're, they're saying, like, oh, look, he wanted Epcot, Epcot developed, and that's the impetus impetus for them actually developing Epcot into this industrial center. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Uh, It's, it's framed by him saying things like unimaginative souls. And you can imagine Walt Disney saying shit like that. Uh, It's all, it's all so grounded in him that it makes sense. Especially when he's uh, now a disembodied head, any of the like TV camera friendliness will, will have disappeared. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've read stories about Walt and, uh, he wasn't. He was never like a bad guy, but he was. You know, when when the cameras were off, he would be a hard. He would. He was. He was known to be a pretty big hard ass sometimes. Apparently, like people ran stuff by him, and he always had the final say. Um, what I also really like, though, is that yeah, the whole idea that because because Walt did originally envision Epcot to be like a functioning prototype city of tomorrow. And today it's just a theme park, but which it deviates from what he wanted to do with it. So I like that, like. Apparently, the SCP really cares about getting Epcot on track for what it was supposed to be. I, I yeah. do think um, I can't. I can't remember, but I do remember hearing something about this. Wasn't Walt Disney one of those people who was obsessed with immortality? I don't know. There's a lot of rumors swirling around about that. I mean, there's also the stories that Walt was anti-Semitic, but so he has two things in common with Hitler. <laughs> Wanting immortality and being anti-Semitic. And um, the other, an, obs- an obsession with cartoon mice. I've never looked into the veracity of the claims that he's anti-Semitic, and I don't really care because people are super prejudiced, so who cares what he's going right. to do? But, well, I, would, uh, I would just rather... I, I'm I'm fairly certain that he's he did have an obsession with immortality, and that's a very common thing for rich people, exceedingly wealthy people, to have an obsession with. Well, storytellers, so, too. People who are, like, mm-hmm. philanthropists that are also people who got their start doing creative work. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that ultimately what... I mean, I think about this, too. It's like, one of the things I want to do as a creative is leave my mark on the world before I go, you know? At least in some small the, way. One of the things you want to do as a creative in the world is to live forever as you are now. (laughs) Thank you, Alan Resnick. Um, I do love the Fleming effect in this. Mm -hmm. It's it's on point. They have all these nice little details. Uh, Siberian solutions for the Onreo Collective. Like, that sounds... Yeah, that's, that's really cool. That's on point. 
the frozen insects hitting glass. That's oddly specific, but I get what they mean. Oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah, that that part is really cool. <laughs> I I really like this one so far. Uh, do we want to get let's let's do the uh, let's do the interview log. There's an interview log here and an addendum. Yeah, oh. it's worth saying this uh, this for being a quote unquote like jokey one isn't very jokey. No, you know what I mean. They like took something that's ridiculous and grounded it. I like that it's named Disney on Ice, which is kind of makes it leads you to think, ha ha, wait a minute, and then you read it. It's about Disney's frozen head, and you laugh again, and then it takes itself yeah. seriously, mm-hmm. and I like that. Um, all right, so uh, interview log. Oh, so who wants to who wants to be um, Agent Smith in this, and who wants to be the 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 anomaly? I'll I'll be Agent Smith. All right. How's your Walt Disney impression, Alan? Uh, non-existent, but let's go. Okay. Um, forward. You, you could, you could just do a uh, German Hitler accent. Oh no. <laughs> and it was. It's funny. Is is um, I'm looking at this the way it's typed out. It actually looks like it, it, it's trying to channel Walt's inflections too, which I think mm-hmm. is pretty neat. Um. um forward. SCP uh, twenty-eight oh five called Agent Smith while all. Yeah, that's forward. You do that, David. Okay. <laughs> forward. SCP-2805 called Agent Smith while the latter was involved in interviewing SCP Redacted. Uh, familiar with SCP-2805's documentation, Agent Smith carried out an impromptu interview with SCP-2805. Begin log. Hello! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what the fuck was that, Alan? He's Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Am I coming through? Is Misa coming through? Um, uh, yes, I can um, uh, ask who is this? Uh, my name's Walt. Uh, terribly sorry for calling without any forewarning. Is this a bad time? No, no, uh, please. Um, oh, shit, I ain't got papers on hand. It says sounds of paper shuffling. If I, had I, papers I got you covered, on I got you covered, I got you covered. Wait a minute. At the desk. Every day Please continue. (laughs) Well, if you've got the time, I'd like to talk to you about a project I've had in the works. That's this is what Walt Disney sounds like now. That's fine. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It involves the Jews (laughs) and a lot of gas chambers. (laughs) Oh no! And a lot of us to gas. (laughs) I've got all the time in the world, sir. I call it the uh, Florida Project. It's an experimental prototype for a future community. It's a place where the modern, hectic world wouldn't be a bother. A place where future technologies could be deployed and then do the world. Unfortunately, I left my plans in the hands of people who didn't share my vision. Who? The Jew media? Altruists. Parasites. Marty! I hired him to work the newspaper, and after my, uh, my illness, which I shall not go into, he was placed in charge of the Florida Project. That's what I called it, but they couldn't do it. All my imagining is brilliant men, but they could not do it. <laughs> what couldn't they do exactly? I'm trying not to keep going with the anti-Semitic thing, but it's just falling into my hands. <laughs> the vision. The vision of a pure race. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I, oh my God, keep keep going, Alan, but I'm good, something fun is going to come in here in the background. Keep going. Here I am to pick up the slack. <laughs> None of them grasp it. 
I had thought with the film it was very explicit, but it didn't come across to them. I wanted a community of tomorrow, but they gave me a world's fair. Squaw, Marty, he was a wonderful boy, but he got it wrong. Um, I'm, uh, sorry to hear that. Is there anything I can do for you? Marty couldn't do it, but he's not my only recourse. Other people can. Maybe even you. Me. I had a great vision for a place to save the modern world from congestion and horrible crowded noisiness. I want a place my grandchildren can grow up in. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> yes, but I um. I know it's I know it's tempting, but don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't think you're coming to the right guy. Oh, but I am. How do you figure? Your organization, sir. I can't say with honesty that I understand everything you do, but you've got quite a bit of pull, and you're certainly a mile ahead of the technology sector. You can do it. I don't think... I need you to help me. I have a delivery system for my message, built on the backs of unimaginative... Yep, but I got ahead of myself a little bit there. Let's take that again. Built on the backs of unimaginative dreams and parasites. I'm using them so that we can build a better tomorrow. Can you dream it? I don't know. If you can dream it, you can do it. End log. Do the thing, Julie. <laughs> do, 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 do. No, sorry. Um, you know what's uh, fun about this as well? Besides the fact that toward the end, he's starting to sound like Andrew Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking I was getting the Andrew Ryan vibe. Well, that's why I, I chimed in at that one point. But uh, uh, Marty Sklar, real real person. Yep. Hmm. Um, was one of the sort of surviving Imagineers from that period, went on to do big things for the company. I think he's, he worked with them up until, I want to say, uh, maybe 15, 20 years ago, even. Like, he was with them for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's how that one wraps up. That's the end of the article. <clears throat> but I like that uh, D- Walt Disney is like, hmm, I can co-opt this organization for my <laughs> means. I love that. My means of making a world without the Jew race. <laughs> oh, God. I, I well, um, I, I'd say for our first, uh, our first patron poison, uh, you know, Im- imbibement, that was a pretty good one. Uh, that was, that was really good. I like that. So to username 159, again, thanks for pitching that one to us. Yeah, I think it, it very interestingly, uh, took advantage of the format of, the SCP thing in a way that I doubt other stories would do. You know, it's, it's a very unique story in that and how it ends and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. Um, I like that it, I like the idea that Walt Disney is, this, is this low level, but constantly, um, looming threat to the foundation. <laughs> <laughs> everything is to a degree in there. Mostly, most things are, but I mean, that in particular. Um, should we move on to the next one, or do you want to put yours in here uh, right now, Alan? Uh, we could do that. All right. We could, we could, pep, we could, yeah, pepper them, pepper them in. Okay. So let's do that. Okay. My favorite SCP is SCP-426. 
It is an object class Euclid. Special containment procedures. By the way, I'm not misreading any of this. It gets explained throughout the uh, entry. Special containment procedures. I am to be sealed in a chamber with no windows through which I may be viewed. The door to my chamber must have a label completely unrelated to my designation or identity in order to prevent unintended spread of my primary effect. Only level three and above personnel are to know of my presence and particularly of my properties. Assigned personnel are to be rotated out on a monthly basis to prevent contamination of by my secondary effect. Psychiatric evaluation is mandatory at the end of the month. If personnel are deemed unaffected, they may be reassigned to me no less than four months after their last rotation with me. Any affected personnel are to be given a Class C amnesiac and transferred to a different site. <clears throat> so, yeah. You obviously get that there's something weird going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, th this, this SCP gives everyone uh, unwanted boners. Yes. And the secondary effect is it makes them need to poop really bad. <laughs> They won't actually poop. It just makes you They'll feel just, like it. Yeah, you'll just have a feeling of massive diarrhea about to burst out of your butthole at any time. God damn it. Uh... Welcome to Underpooped a Bonuses. Um... <laughs> I, I can never put oh. this show on any resumes, you guys, and be taken seriously at all. No. Description. Did you think this was going to be a show that you put on your resume? No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Description. Hello, I am SCP-426. I must be introduced this way in order to prevent ambiguity. I am an ordinary toaster, <laughs> able to toast bread when supplied with electricity. However, when any human being mentions me, they inadvertently refer to me in the first person. <laughs> <laughs> Despite, <laughs> despite all attempts, there is yet to be a way to speak or write about me in the third person. When in my continuous presence for over two months, individuals begin to identify themselves as a toaster. Unless forcibly restrained, these people will ultimately harm themselves in their attempts to emulate <laughs> my standard functions. <laughs> this is genius. I love it. I was discovered in the home of the Redacted family after the gruesome deaths of three of its members. I have been was given it, to the... Is this the Baker's family? <laughs> <laughs> Lucas bought them. Lucas bought Jack this uh, toaster for his birthday, and, well... I have been given to the younger Mr. and Mrs. Redacted as a wedding gift. No card or any other identifying markings had been found on my box. Approximately two months after the family received me, fire crews were dispatched to the home due to an electrical fire. The younger Mrs. Redacted died from the electric discharge that she had caused when attempting to devour an electric socket. The other two victims had died shortly before the fire occurred. The elder Mrs. Redacted had gorged herself with nearly 10 kilograms of bread before <laughs> her stomach burst and she died of internal bleeding. What? The younger, Mr. Redacted, 
died of severe blood loss after attempting redacted with me. Do you, do you know why uh, it was internal bleeding and not external bleeding for Mrs. Redacted? Why? Because the, the blood soaked up was soaked up by all the bread. Oh. Just full of wet, sopping, blood-soaked oh. bread. God, that's a terrible image. The sole survivor was the elder Mr. Redacted, who was suffering from severe malnutrition. He stated that he had started some bread a week prior and was still waiting for the toast to pop out. (laughs) (laughs) I was confiscated by the foundation after police noted my unusual properties. A Class C amnesiac was administered to the affected officers. And after that, we have some experiment logs. So I like that that uh, the elder Mister Redacted had toast shoved up his his bum hole. Is what I'm assuming happened here, because he didn't die of, of 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 internal bleeding from all the bread, so it was just going up the bum. He engorged himself on bread. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Experiment log, 4261. Date, redacted. Subject, D-Class Personnel, D-4261. Procedure. D-4261 was asked to describe what he believed was contained in my chamber. He was not informed about my identity or properties. Details. D-4261 stated, I'm probably some huge monster holed up in there. That's what you guys have all over the place, right? D4261 remained oblivious to his use of the first-person pronoun. <laughs> he, he under, the toaster has very specific pronouns. Experiment log, 4262. Date, redacted. Subject, D-class personnel, D4262. D4262 was placed in my chamber and given regular meals through a dispenser. No communication with D4262 was permitted. Multiple cameras cameras were situated in the chamber, positioned so that I was outside of their field of vision, but allowing constant observation of D-4262. We remained sealed until my secondary effect manifested in the subject. I was bolted to the floor so that I could not be moved into a camera's view. Details. After 45 days of isolation, D-4262 wrapped his arm around me and began conversing with me, stating that we were brothers. (laughs) (laughs) D4262 never deviated from using the first person plural when speaking with me subject was terminated one hour after this event it is theorized that the isolation accelerated the progression of my secondary effect I I love the idea of this guy sitting in the chamber putting his arm around him saying they're brothers and saying how don't worry Al we'll get your body back don't worry (laughs) oh well, that I love this. Flat. I, I love this one so much. It's really good. <laughs> Experiment log four two six three. Date redacted. Subject D class personnel D four two six three. Procedure: A screw was removed from me and shown to D four two six three, who was asked to describe it. D four two six three was not informed about my identity or properties. Details: D four two six three referred to it as my screw. Hmm. Consistent with Experiment 4261, the subject was oblivious of his use of the first person in his description. 
This suggests that even if I were destroyed, my effects would still be inherent in my remains. <laughs> Experiment log 4264, date redacted, subject D-class personnel D4264. Procedure. D4264 was placed in isolation in a cell adjacent to my chamber to be observed until my secondary effect manifests. Details. No effects appeared. D4264 was terminated 90 days after the start of the experiment. Thank God there are some limits to my effects. A lot of us were really starting to get, get worried about me. Uh, a quote from Dr. C. Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I like this one. This one's clever. Mm-hmm. Clever and tongue-in-cheek, but never over the top with how ridiculous it is, you know? Yeah. It's smart. Yeah, it's it's very cleverly written, very smart, uh, a very uh, brave and stunning toaster we have here. Oh, definitely. Uh, I would say that as jokey as this is, it, it just never becomes... Um, it never becomes like a troll pasta. It never yeah. crosses that border. And I, I'm not really well researched on the SCP Foundation, but if this is as jokey as they get, then I think that they're all pretty safe um, in being contained as from stories. What I, from what I remember in the past, if they got too jokey, they were sent to like a separate classification. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. the, um, That's good. Yeah, they're, they're very, there are very stringent uh, submission guidelines for the SCP Foundation. Because they're trying to maintain a tone and attitude with the whole thing. And, and that's usually about the limit of how ridiculous the things get. Um, there's a certain level of humor that's kind of understood. So there's very... The guidelines, I think, they do a good job uh, filtering what goes into the SCP Foundation. Although... Again, we have there's there's 2,999 entries right now, and I'm pretty sure most yeah. of the spots that were formerly not filled have been filled at this point. So, in order to avoid copying what other people do, I think you got to be pretty well versed in what almost every everybody else's uh, anomalous item is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that makes it tricky to find a thing that someone else hasn't done before. Uh, well, with how out there ones what we've read so far are, it's kind of hard to... You, you really gotta work to think of something original. Oh, yeah. I mean, you never yeah. have to come up with something inherently original, but you can have... There are fun ways you can tweak it just slightly, you know what I mean? I don't know. This story right here is pretty goddamn original. I mean, they say that everything's been written before, but uh, this is pretty creative. The idea of you beginning to identify with this thing is just so bizarre and interesting. Mm -hmm. I think that's anyway. really, I think the way it bleeds into the meta of how you understand how uh, the documents are written, like the foundation logs are written is what I mm -hmm. think makes it so, so interesting. Cause you notice right off the bat that something is amiss. And when you realize how it works, you're kind of like, that's, that's legitimately clever. Like a way to actually use the, the what's already been pre-established in a different way. Mm -hmm. and have it still work as an entry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to say we move into our next one, and this one is... This one was actually pitched by... Um, 
Antonio Buja, I think I, I hope I'm pronouncing it. Huh? Antonio Cesaro. Yes. Sure. Okay. <laughs> this what was what's the, their real what's their real name? Antonio Buja. Okay. B o u x a. I'm assume, assuming that's how Antonio. If I got it wrong, I apologize. Uh, and he uh, pitched to us um, SCP-93. Claiming it is another ambitious but cool SCP. And this, again, if you want to be part of the process of picking out random stuff for us to read, yes, that includes SCPs, uh, you can hit us up on Patreon with Choose Your Poison, and the poison you choose may work its way into our show. So, thank you, Antonio. SCP-93 is listed on the site as Red Sea Object. This should be interesting. All right. SCP-093, object class Euclid, special containment procedures. See testing document SCP-093-T1 for outline of testing conditions. SCP-093 must remain on a mirror at all times and under video surveillance. Admittance into the area of SCP-093's containment must be authorized only with proper video recording and subject retrieval procedures in place. Any attempt to use SCP-093 outside of an approved test will be dealt with severely up to and including termination. Uh, Bang, bang. Uh, Description, uh, SCP-093 is primarily red disc carved, is a primarily red disc carved from a stone composite resembling cinnabar, which is the naturally occurring form of uh, uh, silver, Hmm. with circular engravings and unknown symbols carved at uh, 0.05 centimeters depth around the entire object. Deeper cuts are present on SCP-093 with the depth of, with a depth of uh, 1 to 1.5 centimeters. SCP-093 is 7.62 7.62 centimeters in diameter and fits comfortably into most palms without abrasion. SCP-093 will change hue when held by a living individual. The colors taken by SCP-093 are still being researched to establish a link. Current belief holds that the changes depend upon regrets carried by the holder. Uh, this object is the holder of regrets. Dead palette. Um, if SCP-093 is removed from a mirror and not held by a person, it will seek out the nearest mirror-like surface. SCP-093 has been observed to travel in the largest possible circle while rolling, building up phenomenal speed um uh, the s uh, the mechanism of this acceleration is currently unknown if an obstacle is between scp-093 and the nearest mirror-like surface it will use this momentum to punch through the obstacle and continue on its course at this speed it will only stop when a mirror-like surface is contact is contacted contacted why am i having trouble pronouncing this word you're uh, despite tremendous impact velocities, no damage will be dealt to SCP-093 or the mirror. 
additional notes. No records exist to clarify the nature of SCP-093's discovery or presence in the Foundation. SCP-093-OD. See SCP-03-OD. That OD is for original documentation. Gotcha, gotcha. Since no records exist explaining SCP-093's method of containment, a test procedure was initiated to establish why mirrors must be used to contain it. The results of SCP-093-T1 lead to the discovery of living beings holding SCP-093 being able to move through mirrors and the series of tests in SCP-093-T2 T to ascertain the descript- destination reached through this travel. SCP-093 original documentation, uh, item number SCP-093, object class Euclid. So uh, before you delve into this, uh, are, mm-hmm. are you still okay reading it? Mm-hmm. Okay, just want to make sure. So this is, again, this is the original documentation. And I'm looking down further. This is a, a deeper document than I thought because there are several more tests that get brought up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Well, where does the... There's a, uh, there's a series I, I guess, of links. I guess all of... Yeah, I guess all of the this this original document does depart from the other one, like, completely, which is bizarre. Okay. Oh wow! This is a yeah. This is a um, this is potentially a very long one. Um, we could always gloss gloss over this one in the future, and then go into we could gloss over the parts of it now, but then go into the test part of it in the future. Oh, let's, okay. Let's, let's see what we got time for. Okay. Yeah. Um, should we like comment on what we've read so far, though? Yeah. Sure. Um, I was just gonna say I think it's. Uh, from the get-go, I, I, there's definitely a, a, the intrigue of the object is interesting to me. It's a little thing that changes. Uh, it's a little disc that changes its uh, hue when someone holds it, and then has to tries to desperately to get to a mirrored surface, but yet doesn't uh, damage the mirror. And makes people think of regrets when they hold it, which yeah. is bizarre. Yeah, that is very odd. It's got it's it's a very busy SCP. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Normally, they're they're a lot less complicated than this. Yeah, um, hmm. At least the ones I've read, okay. which isn't extensive. Right. Um, but even like the last couple we read, uh, weren't weren't as didn't have as much going on. You got a sense of what was happening, and I think. Well, I mean, let's 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 wrap this. Let's let's go through this one and then kind of evaluate it after that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, special containment procedures item SCP-093 is to be kept on a silver-lined mirror on a uh, 0.3 by 0.23 uh, pedestal at at least uh, 1.2 mil- uh, meters off the ground floor in containment cell block redacted. Object is to not be contained in areas exceeding 3.66 by 3.05 millimeters. 12 by 10 placed, feet. Yeah. Uh, nor placed on mahogany, pine, cherry, or aluminum pedestals above or below level one of containment cell block redacted. Object can be handled safely, albeit gently, 
without consequences. Test and consequences thereof involving containment conditions can be viewed in section B, uh, colon, 35.1 of the attached report description. Object was found on the shore of the Red Sea, uh, January 30th, 1968, admitting a low sigh and a dim blue gleam. Its color has since turned into an orange mix of red, only admitting a hum of varying volumes uh, whilst in the presence of female examiners of the age between 34 and uh, 41. SCP-093 resembles the document blue, uh, documented blue for uh, 54 colon 34 at 123 on uh, 26th of April 1986, coincidentally with the body of 194. Eight, uh, nine eight three four was discovered in research facility redacted. Oof. Boy, the numbers are killing me on this. I see that. Uh, this is very uh, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, let's let's press on this part though. Okay. Times between one nine four nine eight three four and SCP-093 remain inconclusive, and the effects of prolonged exposure to O nine three remain unknown, except for infrequent reports of periods of calmness and in the case of of uh, uh, 2420049 as periodically wave as periodic waves of depression loss of balance and thoughts of suicide these feelings have reportedly not exceeded 11 days in duration objects seemed to reach uh, react to the presence of uh, 2420056 by turning light violet for no more than uh, two minutes and nine seconds as documented on March 12, 1993. Effects of this reaction remain unknown. Additional notes. Origins of 093 remain unknown and documents of recovery of 093 have since been destroyed in a fire in research facility redacted um, December 9th, 1989. Reports of the of, on the feelings of researchers who handled 093 have remained inconsequential since April 19th, 1995. Jesus H. Christ. There's Oof. a lot. There is a lot to take in. I'm really kind of. I'm already kind of lost, to be honest. Um, it's so it's being. Uh, it was recovered at the Red Sea. Okay. And when people are in the presence of it for prolonged times, they experience periodic waves of depression, loss of balance, and thoughts of suicide. Uh And female um, examiners make it change colors. uh, uh, No, make it uh, have varying levels of noise coming from it. So it's like a hum. Okay, that's that's coming from it, and it changes depending on f- females between the ages of thirty-four and forty-one. I so assume this, this thing has very specific tastes. Uh, yeah, 
I assume when the numbers come up, there that's maybe an old way they had of of referencing uh, maybe the D class personnel. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. You think the foundation so, would have different ways to handle that? So this thing has a lot of stuff going on, and I like most of what's going on. But it's I think that this one just has too much going on. Maybe it'll all be explained as to why it has all of these details. I hope so, because I think it's a little dense. Yeah. It's a little it's dense. It's a little, a little unnecessarily dense. Uh, unnecessarily dense. Yeah. It's unnecessary for it to be as dense as it is. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of it just being a chunk of Cinnabar that reads people's regrets is enough and wants it to be on a mirrored surface. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess they're doing extensive testing at some point, which is what's coming up next. Um, um, friend Alan. Yes. You've been quiet for a bit. What do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, basically the same thing. I'm kind of curious as to if there's, if there is a way to put a bow on this one. Is there a payoff? Yeah. I want there to be a payoff. Um, are you good to keep yeah. going or do you want one of us to take over? Cause I will, I will gladly take over, um, Alan, I will volunteer Alan, <laughs> but I can mm-hmm. do it. No. Yeah, I think we should do that, but uh, that's a good way of putting it. it. All of these, not every single SCP needs to have a quote-unquote bow on it, but this one does because it, sound, because it has so much going on that it feels like it's building to something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if it, yeah. it doesn't have some sort of payoff, it'll feel anticlimactic. Uh, you look at the Disney All Nights one, that one has the has the payoff of Disney's trying to control the SCP Foundation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they all have a thing going on that doesn't necessarily mean that they need a conclusion. They just right. need to go any place. They need to have some sort of arc, and I don't know that this one does. The toaster had an arc as well. It's subtle, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So especially the whole thing about like, hey, that's my screw, which is really clever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so anyway, right. So uh, I'll, on... I'll volunteer uh, someone else to do SCP 093 T one containment test. Um, I will take this. Um, okay. And then Alan, why don't you take test two? I'll fucking do that shit. All right. <clears throat> Testing containment test T one. Testing of SCP-93 against conditions set forth for existing containment procedures to assess viability of continuing such containment, beginning with changing the type of mirror used as a position of rest. Mirrored surface, brass frame, retail-grade mirror. SCP-93 rests without activity when placed on the mirror. This test alone removes the need for costly silver or wooden containment items. Okay, so I guess they're just trying to figure out what is... Yeah, so they're just... Yeah, okay. Standard-grade table. SCP-93 turns upright and begins to roll across the table surface in one direction, making a U-turn and rolling to the other, completing an oval shape and repeating this action until a mirror is brought into the vicinity of it, at which time SCP-93 rolls toward the mirror and lays flatwise against it, sliding toward the center. It is noted that despite the grainy feel of SCP-93, it does not mark the mirror in any fashion while moving across it. Two mirrors at either end of a standard grade table. 
SCP-93 gravitates toward the closer mirror regardless of orientation and makes no distinction between different types of mirrors, favoring a factor of distance above all else in choosing the mirror to move to. A mirror held by a person and moved around. SCP-93 follows the mirror as it moves, gaining speed until a maximum velocity of blank is reached. At any velocity, the impact of SCP-93 against a mirrored surface results in no damage to either object. A person holding SCP-93 placing it on a mirror. This test was accidental, the result of one of the staff tripping another after some debate about who would be covering the lunch tab. <laughs> As a result of the behavior of the researchers, it was discovered that a person holding SCP-93 and placing it against a mirror will in fact move into the mirror. Wait, what? Yeah, they uh, mentioned that before. Mo- Moving into the mirror, yes. Okay. Maybe yeah, I this thing it. has a lot going on. Like it pulled someone into the into the into another dim- like the mirror dimension. Yes. Oh, what? I know. I know. I've talked about this before. I don't know if I talked about it on on the actual podcast, but here it goes. Um, this reminds me of the comparison between the Monster of the Week episodes of X-Files <laughs> and, like, the core mythology episodes of the X-Files. Uh-huh. Because the Monster of the Week episodes of the X-Files are typically really good, and the core mythology of the X-Files is fucking terrible. Because <laughs> <laughs> so far, this is not doing much for me. Same. It's actually the opposite for me. It's doing too much for me. Well, that... Yeah. So you're enjoying this one, Brandon. I no, I I would I would be enjoying this one more if it was three different SCP objects. Oh. <laughs> you know, if they just yeah. separated it and it's like, here's the mirror dimension object. It's a it's a mirror that'll pull you that has like other dimensions in it, or and then like the one that uh, gives off erotic humming next to. Uh, middle-aged women of very specific ages, and then the Cinnabar that m- makes you feel regret and feelings of depression. You know, the, the, these are three different things, you know? Right. The, the, mushing them together hurts all three concepts. Mm-hmm. I got an object that vibrates around middle-aged women. <laughs> it's, it's does, the... it, does, it, does it take them into the mirror dimension? Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> hey, hey, baby, you want some fuck slash mirror dimension? <laughs> also, do you want to experience regret? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bringing it around. Full circle. Normally, to get into that kind of dimension, you need, like, you know, 20 rings and to be able to jump at a star post. But, you know, this is much better. Hey, baby, you want my keter and your keister? (laughs) Uh, Don't worry, my Euclid is safe. Or my Euclid and your uh, vagina. (laughs) 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 Addendum. Containment testing discontinued after establishing that SCP-93 requires only a mirror to rest in Earth. Testing on human interaction with mirrors while holding SCP-93, authorized by Dr. Blank. Dr. Blank gets around. He certainly does. Um, SCP-093-T2. 
Judgment Day. Um, <laughs> mirror test. Testing protocols. Subjects testing SCP-093 must wear a Class 3 buckle harness strapped to the chest and attached to a tension pulley system allowing for 300 meters or a squiggly line 1,000 feet of movement. Additional spools may be added to extend movement if necessary. Excuse me. The clasps connecting these spools must be high-grade and capable of withstanding applied force of 0.2 tons. A field kit containing the following should be standard issue for testing of SCP-093. 1. Wrist-mounted light source and three hours life, with three hours lifespan and additional power sources providing up to six additional hours. 4. 0.5 liter water bottles with water. 4. MREs of any type plus two plain granola bars, chocolate chips allowed. And a pocket of red licorice. Yeah. <laughs> An entirely, and one entire uh, cooked Cornish game hen. <laughs> a, fu- a fine fat Christmas goose. <laughs> Four Sa- calling Saltain in uh, red wine. Three French hens, two turtle Guys, this thing... Guys, uh, I hate to spoil this for anyone listening. Uh, this whole thing just turns into a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, especially the next ingredient. This is especially relevant to you, I'm sure, Alan. One, standard issue Beretta 9mm firearm with 24 rounds of ammunition. Not a revolver, so I don't care. Okay, never Loaded. mind. This is not to be issued until subject is passed into a mirror. <laughs> Hold on. Once they pass into a mirror, you can, like, hand them stuff through it. Because yeah, I'm, just just a... I'm just imagining them passing into the mirror, and then, like, one guy just tossing the gun at the mirror and the mirror breaking <laughs> <laughs> Cor- from the other side of the mirror Courtney Courtney get my gun <laughs> oh shit I am Courtney <laughs> Courtney get my I'm gun ne- no <laughs> they haven't explained this though I'm imagining that once you pass through the mirror you have to like hand them the cinnabar outside the mirror uh, I, I don't understand uh, I'm yeah mm. Maybe we'll get to that. Wait, so maybe? Okay, no, 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 no. I think I got. It. I think I got it. So you hold the object, and then it allows you to pass into the mirror, but the object doesn't go through the mirror. See what I'm saying? Oh, you hold it, and you start to step through. It's like stepping through a, a doorway, and then you stick your hand out, like, "Give me my gun." Uh, so it's like the object. So you'll like go through, and the last thing to go through will have to be your hand because the the object itself won't go through the mirror, I'm guessing is the deal. I guess? See what I'm, see what I'm saying? So Yeah, okay. Someone would have to hold the, the object to put their hand through the mirror to hand you the gun. Well, the that, rest that, of this paragraph kind of sets it up. Because then even then, that'd be kind of weird because how the fuck are objects going through? That's what I want to know. Like your clothes. You'd think that wouldn't work. I mean, has anybody here read The, chi- the Time Traveler's Wife? No. No. Um, so, when the main character, he's got a 
like the the time the, the fact that he time travels is something he can't control and it's um like a genetic thing apparently in the story and when he time travels he doesn't t- he loses any uh non-material part of himself that's there so like he will always appear wherever he travels through in time uh naked he can't mm. take his clothes with him and uh one time he had like a piercing and when he got there the piercing was gone and it was like freshly bleeding but you think he would like realize, hey, there's going to be a problem if I get a piercing? Well, he didn't at first, and then it happened. There was only there was a certain point in his life, the very first time he time traveled, and then he was like in his rebellious teenager, was like, "Fuck it, I've never tried this before," and he tries it, and then he's okay for a while, and then he time travels, and he's like, "Ow, fuck!" It's actually a pretty um, good. It's actually a pretty good book. Just recommendation. Uh, recommendation. David's recommendation: The Time Travels Wife by Off- Audrey you- Niffenegger. So. Uh, okay, that was racist, but all right. Um, <laughs> what, what what is the time traveler? Uh, I love his catchphrase. What? Which is I, I, lo- I love the time traveler's catchphrase, which is, I can't stop it. I'm coming. <laughs> <clears throat> this item is to be requisitioned first upon subject's return, and subject to be made aware of this before leaving line of sight. Within SCP-093's mirror. One, standard issue field knife. The subject is not to be made aware of this item and must find it on its own within the kit. What? Okay. The subject must also be attached to a video system with a camera mounted on the subject's head or shoulders. The video device should be cable-based and allow for the same length of travel as the return system. Wireless cameras have shown mixed results and should only be used in testing conditions where SCP-093 is a currently known color. New colors must be tested using wired feed. During testing, the color of SCP-093 must be recorded, as well as history of the subject in terms of their incarceration, to identify how SCP-093 determines the color to assume. A link appears to be connected to guilt or a lack thereof in the subject's psyche. The attached test results should be read in order. So I'm assuming that this thing... Oh my god, they're all really long. (laughs) Yeah, hold hold on a second, hold on a second. I'm assuming that this item is just a mood ring. (laughs) It's just your your average run-of-the-mill mood mood ring. It's a mood ring that pulls you through time. Or through mirrors. Through mirrors, rather. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people just like, th- this is where all the mood rings in the world come from, as they just carved it out of this object. Th- there you go. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking should, at what I'll, Should I'm we, at sh- hold on, should we cut this off and just make this a two-parter? Because um, I know? feel like we wouldn't, we wouldn't be given this story a fair shake if we didn't read the test. And it's not as though this isn't interesting, you know. No. So I think we sh- we should give this a fair shake and read think, what it. All right. So do we? So well, before, if we're gonna do this again next week, then uh, do we at least want to cover one of these entries just to see if it's worth continuing? Uh, sure. Let's do that. All yeah. right. Let's uh, let's dive right in. The uh, SCP ninety three blue test. And let's take this one old school, paragraph by paragraph. Yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. Uh, my turn? Yep. Okay. 
Mirror test one color blue subject is D two O three eight four male thirty four years of age strong physique uh, muscular jaw uh, <laughs> uh, uh, above average penis size subject uh, background shows instances of murder slash attempted suicide subject is cooperative in all steps of testing subject entered the provided mirror while holding SCP-093, which emitted a blue color. Subject technicians observed that the mirror retained a true reflection until the subject had completely passed into it, at which point the view changed to an outdoor landscape heavily tinged in blue. Video feed follows and attached media. Camera activates, flickers to view. Subject is looking out over the same field reported by technicians. Looks like typical lowland plains. Everything has a heavy blue tinge overlapping the normal colors. No discernible landmarks visible as subject pans view left to right. Only grass, weeds, and a breeze moving the taller grass. No trees. No living beings visible. Subject moves forward as instructed, traveling for approximately 500 steps before something becomes visible. A patch of the land up ahead is barren, and grass can be seen dying as subject approaches it. Approximately 300 steps forward, subject is standing before a hole in the ground. The hole has been dug using unknown tools of primitive origin. Okay, I'm actually into where this is going now. Yeah. Yeah, this... This is better than the explanation of what it is. (laughs) That was a long build-up. Yeah. Um, one of one of these uh, mirrors better take us to the land before time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Long necks and you know long necks and and hor- three horns, spiky tails. Kids got to segregate them. Three Sharp horns tooth. never play with long necks. Sharp tooth. Ducky. <laughs> Man, I I don't know how to feel about. Land Before Time. It's so bizarre. Man, we showed that to the kids. They got super depressed. Those were some unhappy kids. Oh, oh no. That movie bummed me the fuck out when I was little. Um, um, <laughs> Littlefoot's mother dies on screen. She's a yeah, On screen. On screen. It's awesome. Yep. It's, not, ba- <laughs> it's not Bambi where you hear like the gunshot. You see you know? her give her last words and as the camera pans away like she fucking dies. Yeah, what they don't show you off screen is that she does poop herself. (laughs) Pulley system engaged and the camera man suffers a light shudder. Subject is instructed to enter the hole and after mild protest agrees to do so. There is no apparent method to descend such as a ladder or rope. Subject relies entirely on his own hands and the pulley system to slow the descent. Approximately 100 millimeters of cable is used before the bottom is reached. Light source provided in the field kit activated 50 millimeters down when outside sources became unreliable. Sweeping gestures of light reveal nothing more than dirt, even at the bottom of the hole. I I want our listeners to know that those were both supposed to be meters. Right, I was about to say. (laughs) Yeah, meters, okay. They aren't the smallest fucking hole ever. (laughs) (laughs) I can't go in that hole. (laughs) No, you won't go down there. 
No, you don't fifth... understand. I'm afraid of very tiny holes. Get in Put the my finger mil- in there. Get in the 50 millimeter hole. I can't. <laughs> I literally cannot get in this hole. <laughs> <laughs> you'll do it. You'll like it. <laughs> See, if I was a creepypasta narrator, I would not have anyone check that for me, and I would just leave that in there. <laughs> and then and then my viewers, listeners, would not question it. Nope. Nope. You'd have a loyal fan base. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Subject moves forward with assistance of lights of a light source. Asked about the blue tinge, subject expresses confusion and says there is no such tinge from his perspective, and never was. Light is visible down the passage for 150 meters of cable... And 150 meters of cable have been used. Out of the camera's eye, sound is recorded on, of the firearm being prepared. When questioned about these actions, the subject states justified precaution and moves forward. The tunnel turns from bare dirt to a concrete enclosure. Mm-hmm. Subject, subject complains of a stench. The light source is revealed to be ceiling light fixtures, a series of which with less than a quarter... A series of which with less than a quarter broken while the others function. A series of six doors, three to a side, span before the camera with view with a seventh door visible at the end of the corridor that has been blocked by what looks like generic metal shelving debris. Debris shows signs of rusting and is typical of retail store units, suggesting other human presences. Wow, this is getting bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what happens next. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like this is all justified. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe this doesn't go anywhere, but it's starting to have an arc to the story. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, subject Antonio, Antonio wasn't kidding when he said this was a really ambitious one. Yeah, it, it super is. Uh, subject requested to try doors in whatever order he chooses. Subject tries first door on right. Door is locked, does not open. Uh, second door tries to open, but does not budge. Unlocked, but blocked. Uh, Closing, second door. Third door is tried. Same result as the first. Going up to the other side, the third door does open fully, and light is bright inside uh, the room. Portable light switched off at at this time as subject pans camera to inspect room. This sounds like a survival horror game where every single goddamn door is locked. Yep. That's where he is. Actually... Room is bare, except for the hat box ghost over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Room is bare, no contents, but walls are filthy. Subject states material on walls isn't dirt, but he can't identify it. Seems to resemble melted plastic, but is brown in color rather than black. Door is closed. Second door on left side has no handle, does not move when pushed. The hole where the handle was is plugged by unknown material. All doors are shaped in such a way that nothing can visibly escape from the sides, and space space for movement is too thin to look through, even at ground level. First door on left hand is locked, but part of key is present in lock from stem to the ridges. The back has been broken off. Wait, so, um, can't identify, it seems to resemble melted plastic, but is brown in color rather than black. Wait, so, is all, like, plastic supposed to be black? Where the fuck is this coming from? Well, no, well, burned plastic is typically turns black when it's burned. Oh, plastic. okay. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Um, <clears throat> on the wall? From the window. When the sweat drops down, uh, with effort is where you, okay. are, where you are. 
Thank you. <laughs> Assholes. Uh, with effort, subject manipulates key to open door and immediately begins coughing, complaining of a stench. Walls of room are clean, as is floor. Ceiling is coated in the same strange brown material as the third room. It's poopy. There is poopy on the ceiling. Uh, <laughs> it's there's poopy in the room, but it's black rather than brown. <laughs> That's like when you take too much like Pepto Bismol. Um, in this room, there is a makeshift cot made from aged blankets with a pillow. A wooden crate containing open boxes of what appears to have been foodstuffs. Language appears on video as squiggles, however... Bleh. Language appears on video as squiggles, however, subject states they simply read cereal. What? Ooh. Aperture science? A second crate in the room contains what appear to be empty water bottles that have dried out. A book lays next to the cot, closed. No title or identifying marks. That's so important, though. You should pick that up immediately. Um, <laughs> just just going back to our our commentary for a second, the 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 black poop is so dry that you could use it to make a charcoal drawing. Oh God! <laughs> so uh... Uh, language that appears on video as squiggles. However, subject states they simply read. Cereal. Holy shit, this has got so much stuff going on. Yeah, I'm you know, this I'm is happy, this is happy happy levels of like just put more stuff into the hole. Yeah, I'm I'm still my verdict is still out on whether this is gonna be worth it all or not. Uh I would say that it's it's well written. I just don't know where it's going. Yeah. Or if it go it goes anywhere. Yeah. So our review our review so far is well written, happy happy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, pretty much. What are you saying as opposed to poorly written happy happy? Well, I mean, we all know no such thing exists. Uh, that's what happy happy is. It's an incredible story. On the walls is what appears to be clipped articles, but language cannot be read. Subject asked to remove clippings for retrieval. All articles, but one crumble at the touch due to age. The in- intact article uh, is put in a field sample container and seems to uh, seems the most recent compared to the others as to investigate the book subject begins to move towards it ah audio on the tape goes strange and a high-pitched screeching noise like grinding metal dominates all communication for 3.5 seconds subject does not touch this book still and when the noise stops subject asks control to repeat request Control made no requests during that time as headsets were removed. Subject advised to leave room and knows that the door has begun closing slowly on its own and is if left alone will close. Subject advised to leave door alone and to investigate door on right. Careful review of the following 10 seconds of tape shows that as the camera pans, a figure is visible at the end of the tunnel where the seventh door is. The door is open only enough for a face to be seen through a crack just before the door silently closes. No details can be seen. Well, I can tell it you was that it Shazam. wasn't human. <laughs> oh my god. Is it forensic? I, is that it was... Shaq S. Shaquille? <laughs> is it Shaquille S. Shaquille? Shaquille S. Shaquille. Oh my god. 
Uh, who just read? It was Alan, right? Yeah. It is me. Subject investigates the second door on the right with no mention of anything seen out of the ordinary. The door, when pushed against, moves, and after repeated bashings, moves enough to view inside at an angle. A corkboard is visible with more articles attached to it. The top of the box of cereal can be seen on the floor, and what appears to be a hand laying palm up. Subject closes door and pans camera past seven, uh, door seven, which remains closed. Seeing nowhere else to explore, subject requested to return. Subject poses no protest and complains of ever-increasing stench. Wait, subject poses no protest and complains of ever-increasing stench. That is a little bit of a... That is a little bit of a protest, wouldn't you say? Yeah, a little bit. No, no, he's not protesting to the idea of returning, because it stinks. Okay, okay. That is some deep-level Mr. Illiterate of not comprehending what's going on. Uh, Again, I I feel like this is taking me down an interesting story that uh, doesn't really have a direction. Still better than a David Lynch story. Ouch. Sick burn, Mr. Lynch. Because it is giving me a bunch of interesting visuals, and that can't be a bad thing. No, that's true. I'm just... Hmm. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little I'm, confused I'm, about the placement of certain things at the moment. Like, okay, he left the room, went to the next door, saw the palm of a hand lying face up on the floor, and then left? I just, like... I do like the detail that he didn't notice the figure and maybe the people um, who are giving him advice didn't notice the figure initially either. That seems, you know what I mean? Yeah, that seems uh, accurate. Like they're reviewing the footage later and they pick up these things? Yeah. Okay. As subject returns back down tunnel, his camera feed does not change or show anomaly, but control reports a sudden surge in cable movement, pulling an additional 100 meters of cable through, through before going slack again and then tightening. Video feed shows subject ascending tunnels slowly while control attempts to verify integrity of the pulley system. Subject requested to stop a- a- ascent, but states he is not climbing. The rope is pulling him up. Uh, panic sets in on both sides, and subject informed to ready firearm. Ooh. <clears throat> Upon reaching top of hole, nothing is visible on camera and subject reports nothing has changed in landscape. Then begins a return trip following the path of the cable. Traveling for approximately 900 steps, subject asks how much cable he has used. Control admits they are unsure due to complications, but subject traveled in a straight line to reach the hole, so it should be a straight line back. Subject becomes concerned when he states that more cable is visible now moving at a 90-degree angle away from a point in the ground. Oh, Oh boy. Subject pans camera around full circle slowly. On film, behind subject, a crowd of 37 countable figures stands silently. It is a crowd of shacks. Um, (laughs) A crowd of 37 countable figures stands silently. They're all wearing Lakers jerseys. <laughs> Features are unidentifiable, and they are lacking in uh, lacking the blue tinge that dominates the landscape. 
panic breaks out in control again, but the subject notes only oddity, the uh, notes only oddity as being the cable having an angled path. Subject tugs his end of the cable. It is taut and does not move. Control begins to reel in the pulley system, but the slack rapidly winds. Uh, watch, watching the angle cable movement can be seen as grass is disturbed further down the angled proportion from the reeling in, then the line vibrates as it meets resistance and emits a twang from the recoil. Subject's camera pans back along length of cable, which now appears to slowly be allowing more slack before suddenly all slack is returned and the pulley system again uh, begins again. So inconsistencies with the cable remain. That's a lot of detail. I, mm. uh, control requests subject return following cable path and screams are caught on the audio with panic from subject. Five shots fired as subject aims pistol at something not visible on camera. Uh, control reports being able to see subject running toward point of origin while camera shows wire disappearing into a point floating in the air. As subject passes this point, all cable is now in the pulley system and camera films only the floor. Control reports that the mirror took approximately five seconds to return to a reflection and SCP-93 remained blue in color until one hour after being recovered from the subject. Oh, so he made it back okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, a vile smelling fluid was present on subject clothes around his hands when firearm was recovered. This fluid was dried quickly and was deemed insignificant of study due to lack of quality sample. Control personnel monitoring the mirror state, <clears throat> monitoring the mirror state, having seen a massive human being crawling on the ground, easily 50 times the size of a normal person with no facial features and a very short arm reach, pulling itself toward the mirror before it returned to a reflection. Ooh. Due to proximity, fine details could not be made out, but at least one observer noted the being appeared to have been shot from the marks in the otherwise smooth, featureless face. Field, oh. yeah. Field test kit recovered from subject containing a newspaper article that reads, Data expunged and was filed as data expunged. God damn it. That's the part I fucking care about. <laughs> They know that. Uh. So, I mean, as long as it's as long as there's some um, some resolution. I mean, it's SCP. You're never going to get concrete resolution. But there's points where the data, ex like the data expunged, is like sometimes if you're not careful, data expunged or redacted can feel like lazy writing, you know. But here's I actually think that worked pretty well right there. <laughs> That did. Um, I think that if you're expecting this to have a a resolution, I don't know that it will. No. But I think I mm. think it probably will have some sort of arc. Like test blue blue test did have an arc on its own. Whether that's fulfilling to you is is up to debate. But I I I can't say that this story is unremarkable. It is definitely remarkable. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same thing that I the, uh, with um, uh, the dinosaur story that you read. It's like 
is it kind of a shitty story? Yes, yes. but it isn't. It isn't unremarkable. I concur. So you take you take that for what you will. No, I concur. <laughs> well, it looks All like right. a... strip down. What? Strip down. Work. Lube up. Hold on. Get the get the cable. Right. Go into the hole. Oh. Go <laughs> into the, the fifty millimeter hole. Open yeah. the door and get on the floor. Everybody, Everybody walk the dinosaur. Walk the dinosaur. Boom boom. Akalakalaka boom. Uh, we'll see you guys on Friday on Friday, uh, where we will uh, conclude this SCP and then finally get around to the one that I really like. So until then, uh, keep sending us your your cool stuff on um, on Choose Your Poison, and we'll read it on the Patreon Poison section. Um, uh, make sure to uh, I mean, like it's worth noting. Yeah, it's great if you want to give us a million dollars, but giving us a dollar a month, which is $12 a year, if you listen to this podcast habitually and enjoy the stuff that we do, I think we're worth $12 a year. I'd say so. I think that's pretty fair. To me, that is basic thugonomics. (laughs) That is basic thugonomics. Right, wrong. Yeah, wait. Shit. I mean, same same person. Different, <laughs> different song. I know, I know, but... <laughs> That's the John Cena we miss. Heal John Cena. Uh... Um, I think I should... I should what, what, am, what have I got going on? Because I probably should plug some stuff. We haven't That's been good plugging idea. stuff. Um, I have at least three significant things coming out this month. A new version of the story I wrote called Teleport. Uh, it'll definitely be worth checking out. Um, I'm doing a video on Creepypasta's multi-contextual constraint breaking. Very <laughs> pretentious little video I'm doing. And I'm also doing a video tackling what uh, plagiarism is called uh, called uh, rework, recontextualize, and recite uh, where Creepypasta comes from. That is fascinating. Like, no joke. I think so. Yeah. No, I think so, too. Good. And, uh, Alan? Uh, I just had a new Revolver video come out. Huzzah. Uh, so go to the Ignis Pergamentum channel and watch that with your eyes. Use your and eyes. Then... Get out of here with your no-eye-hole... <laughs> Uh, aside from that, uh, whether fighting or spitting, my discipline is unforgiving. Got you backing up in a defensive position. An ass kicking anthem, heavyweight or bantam, word life, this is basic thug. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.